Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 92 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I am your host. It's not quite time to say your ghost host yet, but it's going to be coming up. Evan Dickens here with, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, he likes it, uh-huh, uh-huh, Brian Galloway. Hello, Evan, how are you today? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one to top there, um, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Who I know, I've done that touring. twice. I need, to, I need to pick a different... They different. are... They are still touring, which always um, is always amazes me because he's—I mean—he's got to be super old. Um, but either way, it, it's a good—I I, like—you know—that's what I got to pick. I got to pick a different one. I know, I grew, I know I more folk songs I grew, than I grew that. up in the end of that disco era, so I do like those. You know, even though that was a—I was very young at that time. It was there's still some good music, so I don't mind. Right. I promise you, my repertoire is larger than just that one song that I, I like, uh, yeah. said twice. I, the, the, I'll, the, think, the of funk, the, I'll funk, think of more. The, the funkadelic sign is definitely more my line, <laughs> if you know me. So <laughs> I know, right? All right. So today, um, Brian came up with this awesome topic. Pretty much, what would Walt think, or if Walt was around, you know, what would his opinion be on several different things? So Brian and I have a, a small list that we've chosen each. Some of these things may be good things. Some like I know some things on my list I want to take Walt to and say, look at this, because this, I believe, embodies the vision of what you're trying to see. And there's also some things on my list that I wouldn't you know, maybe there's one thing on my list I don't like that I would like to hear his thoughts on, but there's a couple things that I just I am neutral about, but I would like to hear what he says about them. Is that kind of where you're tracking, Brian? It's totally where I'm tracking. Totally where I'm tracking. Yep, that's it. You got it. You hit it on the nose. God, I hope you don't get a nosebleed. But there all right, do, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. And I, I just want to okay. preface one thing. And, and this is, um, so think of it this way. So let's say Evan and I were um, the, the two, you know, we were Bill and Ted in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> and we're at the Circle K and Rufus comes with a phone booth and lands in the parking lot. And then we get to go back and bring back a celebrity or, or a historical figure and bring it back to the present time. So we won't we wouldn't pick Abraham Lincoln, which you know, which probably him Evan and I probably would like to choose him. But yeah. we go back and we grab Walt and we say, Hey, Walt, come jump in this phone booth with us and come back. So we bring him back to the Disney parks, and it could be, you know, any of the Disney parks that we choose, um, and bring him back and bring him around and let him see these things and see what it is and just to understand his like what he thinks about it and based on hey how he, we know how he used to strive and push his staff and push the imagineers to create amazing experiences amazing rides um and with all the all the the bells and whistles that he determines or needs as a disney attraction like yeah. that's really big for him right because he had his he had to set things they had to be and he would be he would go and monitor what was being built and you know 
add some touches here, add some touches there. So he, we're, we're taking him around for a tour and showing him things. And we're just wondering, we're, we're taking notes. And so now we're bringing him around. So the first spot I would say would be, um, and again, just so you know, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the original, was one of my favorite movies of all time. But it, it is just so I had to bring that up. But anyway, um, yeah, any, any movie that you have Abraham Lincoln vacuuming the floor, you know, helping the, like that to me, you couldn't, you can't go any further than that. But anyway, so um, so we're bringing Walt around, and we the first place I would bring him, and this is, and this is why because again, I want him to see the ride, the theming. The, the queue, everything like that. So I'm going to bring him to Everest, Expedition Everest, which I feel interesting is a ride that portrays what he expected of an attraction, right? Because you have yeah. an amazing queue. People, when Imagineers went to Tibet, they found things, they did research. That queue is amazing. It, it's it's you you walk through that queue, and sometimes it's actually good if there's a delay because there's some really cool things to see in there. And you do feel like you're transported in that queue. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And then you, and then so you go on the ride, and the ride is a, a great ride. It's 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 smooth. Yeah. You know, it, it is a little bit. You know, it's it's a hey, is it um, is it an exciting ride? It's a fast ride. Yes, it is. But it's not, it's not the, you know, it's not a killer ride. Most people can go on this ride, even if, because you know what? You know, one thing you always notice is there is not an overhead bar on it because you're kept in. And even though it kind of gives you the impression that you're doing some crazy stuff, it's really not crazy as far as a roller coaster. It's just really cool. Yeah. And then you have this mountain, which is an icon, which you can see all over the place, which is kind of like Matterhorn, but better. And then you have... You have a, a really good theme with the Yeti. Now, the Yeti's not working, so that's another I – mean, he, he, that might be one thing that he would say, but then, you know, but the Yeti itself, you know, hey, going up and then the tracks are broken. The Yeti broke the tracks. Um, that whole situation and the views and everything, it is an amazing, amazing ride, and it hits all those things that he would look for. And then yeah. you go through the ride, you come back, you get off, Again, a nice queue to get out. And then you have a really, really nice exclusive gift shop that is still kind, you know, pretty much all Everest things in there. Um, and you walk yeah. out and you really feel when you're st even in that gift shop, you still haven't left the, um, the, the, the ride experience. And you get out of the gift shop and you're in, in, in uh, the park. But that entire time that you're through the front door all the way to the end, you are transformed into another place. And that is something that he would like. And again, the only thing he probably would comment on is a Yeti, but he'd be like, okay, you know, I, I, these guys will get it fixed eventually. But well, everything else, it, yeah. it, it checks off the boxes that Walt would look for. He wouldn't know it's broken, I guess, unless you told him. Maybe he would think that's what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree. And I would, have, I would not have picked that one. I mean, obviously it's not on my list, but now that you explain it, it's definitely a contender because not just the queue and the entrance and how you feel like you're transported in that queue, but then it's not just a roller coaster. You know, there's, there's a couple to three different storytelling elements, which is, you know, the, the tracks run out, you, you go backwards, you get to the spot, you see that, um, you know, the projection of the Yeti ripping the tracks and like, then you see this huge animatronic Yeti, right? So there's things that make it not just a plain like SeaWorld roller coaster, um, but yeah, I agree. I think this is something that he would really enjoy. So that's a good one. 
Now, I have a couple on my list where three on my list are locations where I would take him to see something and get his thoughts. The other two, we could really just talk about it in a conference room or, or you know, just on the side, sitting there eating a Dole Whip or something. So one of the things, and this falls into that category, I would really like to just explain to him. And again, I like this concept. Obviously, Brian, you're, you like it when I'm about to say I would just say, well, there's something called Disney Vacation Club. And I would explain to him everything of what it is. And I would really like his thoughts on it. You know, obviously, Walt is an entrepreneur, right? Duh. He's a vision caster. He's a pioneer in his field of creativity. And he just he makes ways in, in areas that no one else could. And he had these huge, just risk-taking dreams, right? So with all that being said, as a, you know, with, you know, I'm assuming, you know, as a business owner, entrepreneur, probably capitalist, right? He would probably understand and value the aspect of Disney Vacation Club. But I'm just curious how he would feel about it. You know, I don't know. I mean, I know, obviously, Walt is not around like the 1800s. He's around and, you know, right as the park was opening in a few years, you know, like around that time. So, like, I'm guessing timeshares were kind of starting to be a thing, but definitely not with Disney. And as Brian, you mentioned in last week's episode, the trip report, it wasn't coming out as like a, a, a huge promotion or anything when DVC first no. launched. So yep. it would be really cool to hear Walt's thoughts. So what are your thoughts on that, Brian? Like sitting down and talking it, to Walt about Disney vacation club and what he thinks. Well, and you know, it's funny is cause I am thinking that he would like the concept and he probably would like the concept as it originally started to be, because it's basically what he did was he allowed people who want to bring their families and have that continued experience yes. and have it in a a better room than you normally could afford um, in that kind of aspect to get people to keep coming back because that was his big thing. He wanted he created a park that you don't just go one time and say that's it. He created a park that you would want to continue to come back to and you grow right. with the characters and you grow with the whole experience and you know Disney as a whole has grown tremendously from when he's first you know when he first took over when he was doing stuff but i think that he would like it what i think that he would like the fact that now it's kind of getting oversaturated and there's a point where the fact that you can't get reservations mm. when you want to even if you're an owner is very difficult and that would be something that he'd have to figure out a way and i guarantee you he would make them figure out a way to make that work I right. know he would. I know right. he would. Because DVC to me is still a great thing. I don't. I, I think extremely highly of it. I I, I love it. And I gl I'm glad what it did for me. You know, it, what I was able to do with it. And I've, you know, I've mine's already paid for it. In in uh, and I even I've even gotten something back from it. But that's that's a different story. I think that he would like it. I really would. I think he would. He would just say, you know what, guys, let's go to the drawing board. Let's go to the drawing room and let's figure this out because. I see some things here that I want to fix. That's a great point because, uh, <laughs> you know, he and what maybe one of his questions would be: So, you know, this Disney Vacation Club, can any family that wants to vacation at any time can they come and and vacation here at my park? Uh, no, sir, they cannot. And you know that I think you're right would be a huge problem. And I think, uh, really, honestly, Brian, like one of the answers to do this is, and I know this isn't a DVC show, but I was thinking about this. Like one of the quick ways to maybe fix this is to make 
where you book your points on that portal online to where you can use them at other Walt Disney World proper like resorts like at moderate in value if there's not a deluxe resort option to where I mean I know you can use your points towards value in moderate but you have to do it like in advance you just call quote unquote cashing them out or whatever but have that option that like someone on the portal can go in like you as an owner say you can't stay on the state you want to stay at at any deluxe resort but like Port Orleans Riverside's available and you really want to go at this time and you don't won't be able to go the rest of the year maybe you're about to lose points why not be able to use some of your points at Port Orleans Riverside especially if that room goes empty for you know a, a, well you can you know, you can. Well, There's a way to do as, that. I've done it. Yeah, it, it's not the same. You have to kind of like trade them in. So, right, but you then, have to yeah. do it in advance, and yeah. it has to be like a certain date in, in the There future. should be an easier and, way to make that work, too. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very, very, very good point because I've used it before, and it it was a little bit convoluted. It worked, Yeah. you know, and, and you know, we got good value out of it, but it, it was harder than it needed to be. Yeah, I do agree. Anyways, side note, but yeah. – um, yeah, great, so that, great, great topic. DVC. That would be a great conversation for us to have. We we'd have to definitely go to maybe the boathouse, sit down, yeah. get some get some uh, sliders, and sit there and talk through this with with get Walt. Some fish tacos. No, I'm just um, okay. So my next one is another one that I I think that he would come back and just be proud of his Imagineers on. And I'm going to say, and again, I'm going to jump to a different park, but it, it's it's to me, it's still one of the most phenomenal things that was done. I'm going to say Cars Land, where I feel that Walt's going to see that. And now, again, the yep. one thing we'd have to do is we have to make sure he watched the Cars movies because he wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> right. But but he would have to, we'd have to get a, you know, quickly get a pop a DVD and, a, and let him watch these. Um, but let him see what was done because, again, one of the things that Imagineers did in that, in that and, I, and I hope that you get to go sooner than later because you walk down the there's like a like a, um, a corridor you go down and you walk down the street and all of a sudden as you're walking you see the sign you see the sign for um radiator springs and you see the trees and you see the road and then you see the first the first ride the mater ride and then you see flows and you see the cozy the cones and then you go into town and you make the turn and then there's the mountains and there's the ride um it is amazing yeah. Uh, and you just, they did such a good job transforming it. And even to the fact that you don't see, and this is another one of Walt's really big, important things. When you're in one of these lands, you are not, your sight lines are not interfered with by other things. So when you're in Cars Land, you don't really see other things. You don't see something poking up that's gonna, going to ruin your, your view of that area. Um, when you're on that ride, you kind of only see what's on that ride. Like to me, that is so important. I, it really is. It's so yeah, important. That's right. And so again, the queue is really good. Like, I, I mean, is the queue for the ride as good as Everest? No, but it's really good. Um, yeah. The the entire area, a plus plus plus. It's so good. The food, everything. It's all just cars right smack out of the movie. Um, then you. Uh, then the ride itself, really, really good and an amazing ride. And you get off the ride and you still you come back and you're right in town again and you walk by where the where the um where where Doc um what do you mean? Where Doc's car car is and, and then you come out there and it's just you're seeing more things that you hadn't seen before. Yeah. I love it. It is 
definitely one of the best experiences in any Disney park. And he would congratulate whoever, you know, whichever Imagineers, he, he'd probably go and give them a raise because they did such a good job there. They adhered to what he expects of an Imagineer and of an attraction. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, obviously I've not been there and I can't wait to see it, but just from the pictures and I've seen POVs of the ride itself and it looks amazing. And I, I would have to agree with you. So with your first two approaches, I only have one on my list that's kind of like this, where it's an attraction that I think he needs to see. And and I don't think we've not done an episode like this before, but I've brought this up, I think, in the past in an episode, how I would love to bring Walt to Rise of the Resistance. Yes. Um yeah, that is the epitome of storytelling. And that's one of those where the story starts not on the ride, but when you walk into the land, he would obviously have to know what Star Wars is. The same thing. We'd have to, we'd have to right. pop in some DVDs and show yeah. them. Yeah. Show the, whole, show the whole, you know, saga and, you know, understand, hey, he, well, he don't have to know about the Lucasfilms things. He'll just, we'll just tell him he won't be here for a short time. You created this, Walt. <laughs> yes. But uh, whatever. But anyway, so he, you go into the land, right? You go into the queue and then the pre-show and then it's like, well, that's like the pre-pre-show, then the pre-show, and then like the the room with the stormtroopers and the ride itself, and then you know disembarking back in the land, and it's like you've landed back on the planet. The whole thing from start to finish, just like Cars Land, just like Everest, this is something where he, I think, would be frankly just amazed at the technology and the storytelling and how you are transported literally to another world by going on this attraction. And I think he would be so proud of where this went because, you know, what other parks, other brands, stuff like that, they fail to do is they fail to take you on an experience. They just take you on like a ride. It's just like a ride vehicle. And you get on this ride, you go and do the thing, you get off of it. And that's just is what it is. And there's not a lot of, now, of course, I haven't done Guardians yet and Brian hasn't either, but well, I've heard there's similar things of Guardians, which makes it a whole experience as well. And that is what, you know, we, we when Rise of the Distance came out, Brian, we said, how can Disney top this? And I'm hearing that like Guardians is is topping this. So I just can't wait to see what is the future for things like this and the storytelling experience to transport you to another place. And I think just like what you've mentioned, that was one of mine for Rise just how is and, he how would he ex, what would his reaction be I, I can't imagine oh it would be tremendous and and again checks off the box great queue i mean the, the queue fits fits the ride right yep you have at least four if not five aha moments in there like oh my goodness moments in that ride like there's and yeah. there's there's that like you just don't realize what's if you'd have no expectation you haven't done it watch any of it you're like wow i can't believe this is so cool oh my goodness oh my goodness and, and like oh my goodness and and like all those different things that it it, it would just blow his mind yeah. and that is again that is part of the whole storytelling and and the fact that the characters or the cast members in that ride stay true to yes character in all the different areas yep that uh, that is an another amazing thing and the fact that they do that and they and, they, and that just exactly it's exactly the epitome of what he needs so i think that one there is totally going to be on on his list as you know he'll go back same thing 
will he go and give those Imagineers a raise? Yeah, he would, right? I mean, those that's an amazing, amazing feat. And yes, yes, I want to see Guardians, and if it could top Rise, that's even better. You know, it's even cool. Yeah. I would love to. Hey, the more you top Rise, the 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 higher the bar becomes. Right. You know, that's right. I mean, I think that's the whole thing. If the bar keeps getting bigger and bigger, and that's what he yep. wants. Yep. Right. So, yes, I I think that's a great choice, and and I'm very glad you brought that up. Yep. All right. What's your next one? Okay. My next one is another one where I really think he's going to to like, and, and I just think that he, he'll he know a little bit about this from because of, of where, the, where where his origin was from. But I think the Tower of Terror, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to use that because it's only in Walt Disney World. They, the, the Guardians one they have in, um, yep. in, in, in Disneyland, it, it, I mean, or California Adventure, is great. It's a great ride. And it's actually a very – I was surprised they were able to pull off something so different. But it's nothing like the Tower of Terror in Walt Disney World. Yeah, it, it is um, the Twilight Zone, which I know Walt had had to have watched. It was there. Right. It was out when he was. So the Twilight Zone was big. Um, it's about that. It talks about. It, it, it has one of the best cues ever. Right. It's got an amazing cue. The building itself is an icon, right? an icon. It is so gorgeous. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's creepy. And then background music, right. right? Background music is so important to him, right? So background music, um, you go in and the cast members there, you go in the elevator and you, and you go down, you go down to the bottom and you're in a basement and you're in this basement and, and you're going through that. And the queue there is also very good. You get in that elevator and then you're, you come, you come out and you're in that you know the area where you go spinning around, and it's it, yeah. it's part of the Twilight Zone, right? You, right. Uh, it is just, I mean, the pre-show. I, I even missed the pre-show. The pre-show with the Twilight Zone yep. and Rod Serling. It is all part of what he would like, and and then the ride itself is amazing. And I still, you know, if maybe you don't like drop people don't like drop rides, but it is it is an amazing drop ride. And the fact that they've enhanced it by making making the drops random. It's even better, right? I think it makes that ride even one better than any other drop ride around. And then you get off. Same thing. You get off, and they have a really cool gift shop. And it's definitely a um, a Tower of Terror gift shop. I mean, there's stuff in there you can't find anyplace else. And then you leave, and then you're back in the park. You're, you're transformed while you're in that building. I love it. There's fake cobwebs, everything. Yeah, it is. A, it is something that the Imagineers did. They did a knock knockdown job on. Walt would be very proud of them. And that this these again checks the boxes. And you know, while there's no animatronics in there, all the other stuff checks the boxes. And and he would uh, he'd love it. Yeah, and so you brought up something that was interesting too, since he would be familiar with it. You know, some of these things we're talking about, we'd have to like show him the movies or explain it to him. But this is something he would be familiar with. So. This, this idea that he would know something before just, he would just be able to walk in and experience it just like a guest would. Uh, and he, yeah, maybe we would right. be good. Maybe we could have uh, brought Rod, you know, go back into the, into the phone booth and get Rod Serling <laughs> and bring him back too. I mean, we could yeah. do that. We could do that also. Right. Yeah. That's a good one though. But okay. So th- the last three of mine are, they're definitely not attraction based. They're, they're more theory, uh, not theory, but experiential things. Um, so, this is one that may be on your list, Brian. But um, so we just looked at Rise Resistance. So I'm going to go bring him back into the conference room for my last. Uh, what would you think about this moment? Um, I would say, Walt, this is a cell phone, okay? And 
there's actually a way to access your parks on this cell phone. And I would show him my Disney experience and just, you know, baffle him that this technology is around that you can, you see a map of his parks and zoom in and see wait times and all that stuff is so cool. But then I would explain to him Genie Plus and teach him and show him how this thing works and just sit back and cross my arms and just let him go. You know, I would just see what he has to say about this. You know, I I definitely feel like he would be concerned at the time spent on this device and not experiencing his parks. Yeah. I think that would be the key concern of his. And uh, you know, he was and now now how often does a, a guest typically spend on their mo- this mobile device? Uh well, sir, a lot longer than than you're probably going to like to hear, you know. Uh so I mean, seriously, this would be and it's not Obviously, you know, again, we're getting into psychology stuff here or sociology or whatever you want to call it. You know, this is someone who doesn't understand the age of technology. So you have to put that to a side. So you wouldn't understand the, I guess, the necessity or importance of this technology in our lives in the uh, 21st century, you know, American life, right? Or many culture, Western cultures. But putting that aside and the importance that it has on us, he would still, I'm assuming feel the same way deep down just as we do. Now, Brian, look, I wish I didn't have a cell phone. You know what I mean? Like I wish I could put this thing away and not have to have it. I mean, that would be so blissful, (laughs) like not knowing what you don't know. You know what I mean? It just would be great not to have it, but it's become a necessity of our lives and it's become a necessity in the parks. And that is what he would you know, not just the app itself, but Genie Plus and how that works and some of the issues there. Um, you know, I would just really be interested to see what he has to say about about that. Yeah, he would. That would be the. Let's go back to the boardroom and get the whiteboards out, and we'll just, we got to work this out. There's got to be a different way to do this. That's right. And, and I feel that he would. And, and I, you know, I have a big problem with people with walking with their heads down. And the yeah, funny thing is, and I, I, and I meant to tell you, it's funny because I wanted to talk about this at the beginning of the episode, but so I was doing my grocery shopping this weekend and um, I usually don't go in the middle of the day because it's too crowded, but I had to. Um, so I, you know, I usually go at night or early in the morning, but something came up. So I had to go in the middle of the day. So I was there walking around and people were, had their heads down in their phone you know, and just, you know, I don't know if there's an app in their grocery store for prices or whatever, but they, but they were, I, I am not kidding you. And so nope, I, I, I turned a corner and I saw these two women, like their carts crashed into each other. And I shook my head and the one lady said, yeah, she said, I just got back from Disney. This reminds me of all the people walking around with their head in their phone. And then I was like, are you kidding me? Like, yes. And I, and I actually told her about our podcast, but that, Funny. that is the fact that people are thinking about it's not we're not the only ones who think that way interesting yeah because the people are walking around with their heads in their phone walking around it is not the experience we want to be part of it i used to enjoy the fact that i would turn my phone off while i was on vacation can't do that now yeah that's that's very true that's a huge thing to be able to unplug and you cannot unplug if you unplug you can unplug it's just going to be a lesser of experience um you have things around you promoting my Disney experience. You have, you know, Disney cast members making sure you're familiar with the app. You have, there's, you can only do certain attractions if you have a mobile device like Guardians. You know, at, at this time, you have to join a virtual queue or buy an individual Lightning Lane. You have to do that on a mobile device. Walt would 
die if he walked up to this ride and say, Walt, they just built this ride. It just opened. And he would say, all right, let's go ride it. Well, you can't, Walt. You have to actually pull out your mobile device and get a virtual queue group or you have to purchase a a. A, it's going to cost you extra to ride this ride at I mean, six fifty in the morning too. You got to you got to yeah. get up. You got to oh, get man. up in the morning at the crack of dawn, and, I think and uh, smoke would come out of his ears. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this that was one I, I wanted to bring up, just to kind of again get his thoughts on. Very curious to hear his thoughts. And I think that's a great one too. And that's a great, very great one. Very good, very good topic. Now here's I'm going to try to be in line with what you were just talking about in a little bit. Okay. So one of the big things with Walt Disney is and was that he wanted when you're in the park you're you're engrossed into the experience you're you're embedded into the experience um you he didn't like when you were in like fantasy land and not able to see you shouldn't be able to see something from tomorrowland or vice right. versa right? right and that's why the utilidors are there and that's that, that's the cool part about that is so you never you never really your sight lines usually keep you within that realm that you're in, and that is yeah. that was very important to him, super important. Right, and that was part of what um, Imagineer mantra that you had to do that. So one of the things I noticed, you know, about a year or two ago, there was a tree that got taken taken down, and in you know, you guys go check next time you're there. When you're in Liberty Square, you can see the Contemporary Resort. You never used to be able to because there's always a tree that blocked it. Huh. But you can see it now. So to me, that would bother me. And that would bother Walt. And I, and I also say, you know, one thing about the, and I, I've heard um, there's a mutual person that we know, Rusty, who has talked about the fact that some of the buildings for the rides look like warehouses because they only do the, they do only do the Imagineering on the, on the front part. But if you ever see the rest, right. the thing is normally that would be hidden because they were really smart about how they place things. So, like, if you're walking around the park, you wouldn't see right. that, you know, warehouse-looking building. But right. now you have the Skyliner coming mm -hmm. through, and you could see the backs of buildings, the garbage area, the the dump area. The the I mean, I mean, there's a lot yep. of things that you see. That really and truly that yep. Walt would not want you to see. Like that that was not his mantra. That was not his approach to doing things. And he would have figured out, he would have said, you know, you either gotta cover it up with bushes or you gotta do something, but yep. you can't do that. I know they've been trying to do things with paint to try to either hide things or hide it into the into the sky or the background. And they are trying, but I really feel that that would be something. So I that is one thing that I've seen that lacking lately and i used to really enjoy that um and yeah. it, it's kind of been taken away now the, fr the first one i noticed was liberty square i was in liberty square i came out of the christmas tree store and i looked to my right i'm like i can see the contemporary yeah i never used to be able to and then i then i found out from somebody that there was a couple of trees that just they were, they were just really old and they had to get cut down by doing that it it blocked that and they haven't done mm. anything to, to replace it but that is that's an interesting yeah thing. that's a great point he would very much care about it. And, and, you know, namely the one that's sticking out to me like a sore thumb is coming into International Gateway on the Skyliner and you're seeing the backside of France Pavilion. And it is this dark green color. They have painted it all. I, I don't know if that was purposeful. I mean, they typically do um, go away green, which is not that same shade at all. 
and they have like a no see blue, which the Guardians show building is painted this blue color, and it does help to hide Guardians. But uh, this this green as you're coming into the France Pavilion just it doesn't mesh to me, you know. It doesn't. It's just it sticks out even more to me, and and I think he would have a huge. And we've talked about that before. I know. Yes. We uh, did. That Wall would not want to see that the backside. Yeah, of we the actually talked pavilion. about it when we were on the Skyliner. I mean, I remember yeah. the conversation. Yeah, and uh, so there's a lot of stuff like that though that he would not want. And like you know, Skyliners connecting resorts, that's fine. You know, resorts. Yes, it does escape you from reality, but in a way. You know, you're at a resort, right? So, but the World Showcase, you're supposed to be transported to these countries, and it's different, and it should be different with the parks than it is, um, like, like the Skyliner Hollywood Studios. Is that's a great one? You know, you you land, quote unquote, out in front, right? You don't really see that much on the Skyliner approaching. No, Hollywood you see, Studios. you go by the Swan, the Dolphin, the Boardwalk. No, you right. don't. You don't see a you lot. Just, you just see the. As you're at the Caribbean Beach Transfer Station and you're going to Hollywood Studios, you just approach it like a car does. You're approaching yes. it from the front, which is exactly what they, I mean, I know probably logistically they couldn't have done it, but that is what needs to happen. You don't need to be able to see backstage at, at all, and he would definitely not like that. So that's yeah, even, a, even, you know, even like when you're over the Riviera and, and um, the Caribbean beach, that's a pretty good view too. It's a very nice view. It's beautiful. It's, then you might say, Hey, what is that? I've never been over there. Maybe I want to go try that out. Like that's, that's great. Yeah. But when you see these places that you're not supposed to see, Oh, look, there's the dump and there's, right. there's, there's <laughs> a couple dumpsters and there's, Oh, look, there's some old beat up vans. Like that is not what you want to say. Oh, look, you know, I saw, like, was, oh, I saw a forklift. A there's a forklift right yeah, there. Forklift. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, you don't want to see that. And that, and that's, that was part of, you know, his, his mantra was real important to him. It was really important. Maybe because Disneyland was so, so condensed that he couldn't, he even tried, you know, I have to tell you something, when you go to Disneyland, you'll see it. It is, he did as good as he could there, but with, with Walt Disney World, that was his mantra. I want to make sure that you don't see that. You know, last point on this, when we, on our last trip, you know, we went to Boma and ate and that was so good. And, you know, going to Animal Kingdom Lodge, it does feel like it transports you to, like, the the, the, like the safari, right? The jungle oh, yeah. or whatever. It, it feels like that. So we were at Jumbo House, and we were going to take the walk over to Kidani. So we took the little walk path, and it was ruined in an instant because there was a, as you're walking from Jumbo to, to Kidani on the walk path where it tells you to go, like the signs tell you, you walk essentially in the parking lot for a second and it's a big truck gate and it was open like this big chain link was open and i saw forklifts going back and forth delivering products to docks and stuff like you know the animal kingdom lodge has docks because it's it's, yeah they have to accept deliveries and foods and i mean that makes sense right but you don't expect to see like stand-up rider forklifts and there's a safari on the other side of that like that's that totally breaks the image. Like they should have that completely walled off. Um, and that is amazing. I didn't way. know that, Evan. Um, yes. Yeah. See, you can see it because yeah. that 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 hotel and 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 that's a it's a great segue. But that hotel is one that he would love because of the yeah, the absolutely. thought and the theming that's in that part of it, and the fact that you are isolated. Right. You're at that. I mean, good and bad. You know, there's always a bad part to being so isolated because it's hard to get around to the parks. But when you're at that hotel. You're you're at that hotel and you're there and you could experience it and there's things to keep you occupied. Right. And there's three amazing restaurants. He would love that. 
he right. would love that. He would he would be he would be clapping because it's so different. Yeah. Uh, very similar to Wilderness Lodge. And I will say he was a big I know one of the things he did do, or one of those last things he did do was he sent people out to um Yosemite or or um to go look at some of those giant lodges there to get ideas. I think you and I talked yeah. about this one yeah. time. And he did all that. And so I would love for him to see that very similar to Wilderness Lodge. When you're at Wilderness Lodge, you don't really see anything else. You don't you don't know unless right. you, like you yeah. don't see the contemporary unless you take a boat. You don't right. see the monorail. Right. Um you're you're isolated there in the wilderness lodge area. Yes. Um that is part of his theming. You you get to that point, you know, everything there is themed you know, just like Animal Kingdom, everything is themed a certain way. You go to that, everything is themed wilderness-wise. And he would love that. Those, I guarantee you, those would be two of his favorites. Um, and he would he would appreciate them tremendously because of they did hit that mantra. Yeah, so, okay, last thought. And then I'll share, I have two yeah, more. Yeah, I, I still have two little small ones after this. But, okay. So this, this thought um, is about seeing things you shouldn't. And I know if... If spoonies that approach via car, like that you drive yourself, especially from like the turnpike and you're coming on 429, the, the toll road, and you're coming down Western Way, which is the road that comes next to Coronado Springs, you can get off property by going that way. It's kind of like a, a, a side exit, but you do still go under the arches to get you quote unquote off property. But there is a road to the side that you can take. And sometimes your GPS will tell you to go this way. And I think there's another one on property too that will take you by warehouses like Disney warehouses. And just the fact that a guest can drive past warehouses where obviously, you know, Disney is a property probably takes in their, their deliveries logistically from all over the country. And then, you know, obviously probably trucks take them to the individual resorts and whatever, you know, this is like, you know, one of their hubs and the fact that a guest can drive through this area, and get to another resort. I mean, like in their GPS will tell you, and it's not, it's not bad. Like it's not illegal. It's not like a, you're not supposed to go this way. It's not gated. It's nothing. It's just like a public road that you can use to cut across to another side of property. But just the fact that you can do that is, would probably not, he would not be happy about that. No, no, uh, no, there there should be like a, a, a keypad gate raise, whatever. If you have business on property, your business contact should be able to give you this number you can put in this gate and get through, or if you're a truck di- driver or whatever. Uh, but just the fact that you can take this public access road to cut across property to this other side and it's acceptable, that's not good to me. Um, no, I've always thought they're that. Not, they're not either. lacking in land. They could have figured out a better way to do that. Exactly. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to save my best one or what I think would be the best one for last. Yeah, go ahead. I have a couple like small to, ones after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my next one is, and this is another kind of just how would he think about it? And now that I've thought about it, he probably wouldn't care that much, but I would still like to talk to him about it. So I would take him to Disney Springs and I would take him to the section where all of the quote unquote mall brand stores are like Sephora and Sperry and, you know, all of these things that you can find uh, at anywhere, you know, and I was just wonder what he felt about that. Now I know like Epcot had sponsors from GE and these other companies, oh, yeah. and, oh, you know, there's always been partnerships, right? Um, so that's understandable, you know, but just the fact that like, you know, this is not a partnership. This is a 
purposely have placed these branded stores in within this shopping district that, you know, really, I don't think it, it's a money situation, well, right? Yes. Obviously. So it, th- that's why they put these there because people are going to go in and they're going to buy things and it's, it's like an outlet mall. I mean, but there's already two outlet malls within 20 minutes or less distance of Disney Springs. So why were these stores needed here? And it's because of money. That's why. But it does that doesn't mean that that's always the right answer. No. And you know something? I think there's a couple of things, uh, and, I'll, and I'll comment on this, because I actually was thinking about this, too. This is Disney Springs is an interesting thing to me, because, yes, you have these brand stores, which I don't understand why they're there. But also, I guarantee you, first of all, they're paying rent, and Disney does, there's got to be something that they get percentage of sales because they're they're getting amazing traffic there and a lot of the traffic is there's a lot of international people that come in and there are a lot of people in other states that don't get some of these stores now some of them are are available in any mall but those um, we're not going to go in those stores right you will walk right by those but there's some people that don't get to experience them but what what they're doing there is they're placing them so that they can be accessed and i guarantee you disney gets a percentage of every sale so when we talk about the monetary point of it, it's a good thing. But it also, what it does to Evan, and this is something I've learned, which again, I don't, I'm not telling you I agree with it, but what it does is it keeps people in the in the in the the grounds. They're yeah. not leaving the grounds right. of Disney, which right? is that, good. I mean, that's which is good. important. You know, you know, that's I why I'm glad they beefed up the restaurants because. Years ago, if you remember, when Disney Springs had like four restaurants and they were all, I mean, one of them was probably good and the rest weren't. And, you know, through the years, they've gotten better and better and better. And now it's a place that you can go and actually get a good meal. And, you know, again, do I do a lot of shopping there? Not, not as much as I probably should. Um, but I, I don't really, you know, I'm not a big shopper anyway. But Disney Springs to me is a great place to get something to eat. And it's got some great food options. So, well, we've talked about Disney Springs a lot and how much it's been improved and how, you know, we've talked about like, even on my Saratoga trip show, how it's, it has become a destination that, you know, uh, like, you know, us guys, we don't go and spend a whole day shopping, but our wives and and a lot of ladies do. I mean, they'll spend days shopping and with, you know, with these other stores that I'm not sure how Walt would think about they're they're not really like fillers, but they're kind of like fillers, like they're time fillers that, that enables Disney Springs to become like a day. You, like ladies could go and spend a day going in all the shops and it would be fun. And so I get the appeal of it. I'm just curious how he would feel with such, you know, I guess blatant intrusion of other brands into his quote unquote brand. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. So I agree. I, I do agree with that. I partnerships mean, not- are important. You know, business partnerships, that's one thing that, you know, we're partnered with GE to show you that we've, we've partnered, partnered with American Airlines or Delta or, you know, I get all that. And that's important, you know, to, to uh, get that end goal of what both companies want. And it, it's an experiential type thing. But just a, a pop-up store, you know, it's it's not really like a partnership. It's a, hey, you're here to make money, which is, again, bad or not bad, whatever. Just curious what Walt would think about it. Yeah, so. I, I like the fact, you know, if I was him, I, I agree with you. I would I don't know if I would like this whole... You know, it's watering down the product a little bit in a way because you're, yeah. you're, you're bringing them in. But I also would like the fact that, guess what? I'm keeping these people in the grounds. And yeah, they're you know what? They are going to the world of Disney too and they're going to the Christmas store and they're going to a lot of the Disney stores too. 
but we're keeping them from leaving because if they left and they went to Universal or if they left and they went to downtown Orlando, yeah, they're not seeing anything of that, right? And they're, and then maybe they'll get those people and the people will be eating out there too, right? And they right. wouldn't be eating there. So I think that's a it's a very interesting thing. This is this is a catch twenty two there, and it's it's a tough one. It would be it would be a really good discussion. It's actually it would be a good debate because you could there's positives and negatives, but if we're going by you know hey what what's what was the way Walt wanted things to do, he probably wouldn't he probably wouldn't care for it too much. I yeah right. I kind of agree, but there. I mean it's interesting though to think about. I mean, and I like I said I understand the reason for it, and it doesn't make a guest upset. You know, like it does, like seeing that store. Look, our last trip, we went in Sephora. I mean, Emily wanted to get something. She, you know, why not? You're walking right by it. We don't have to go when we get back home. Just walk in there and, and buy that lip gloss or whatever. You know what I mean? So I get it. It's convenient. It's probably like $2 it's, more than you buy anything. Yeah, else, probably so. so. But it's convenience, right? And so, I, like, I, again, I get it. But all right. So what, what do you have? You have, you so I have a couple, both of yours? couple okay. quick things. A couple I'll, quick things. I'll do quick. my last one after, um, after you get done. One is, I think he would be disappointed that the monorail was never extended or uh, that's a good or one. enhanced or yeah. because, you know, we love the monorail. Um, and right. I know there was all these plans, you know, with the Swan and Dolphin and that whole area and getting to the boardwalk. And, and you know, it would have been great. It, like you talk about how great it would have been to have it at least get close enough to Animal Kingdom, maybe to the park. And, I mean, I'm sorry, Animal Kingdom or the lodge just a way to get to there from any other place of the park because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, it would have been great. Um, I also feel, imagine, imagine going through the monorail and be able to look at and see all the animals, how cool that would be. Yeah. So I, I would absolutely. think he would be upset about that because there were plans and, it, you know, there definitely were plans to, to enhance it and, they, and it didn't happen. Um, the other thing, the other thing is some of the traditional historical rides that he knows um, were never, kept up as well as they should have been. And I'll definitely say Carousel of Progress, which, which is one yeah. of my favorites, one of my all-time favorite, Carousel of Progress. It needs it needs some love. Yeah. It does. And that's got to be his baby because that was the right. one, the World's yeah. Fair and all that. We, we've talked about this before. It, it should get some, it should get some love. And the fact is, it, it's it's always working. After all these years, right? We, you know, we talk about the anniversary. That thing's working every day. Hardly ever does it go down. And and that's that's amazing. So it was built such a long time ago, and those animatronics work, and the Yeti doesn't. But that's it. It is amazing. But they need love, and you know you always see things like oh somebody's arm fell off in the middle of a show. Um, <laughs> that is that is something I would love to be able to you know I, you never want to shut things down, but it would be great to just go through and clean it up one day. Um, that's yeah. one. That's so. And again, most of the other, I think he'd be happy to see. Country Bears is still there. Tom Sawyer sure. Island is still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the, 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 you know, the Hall of Presidents, he'd right. love, he'd love the American Adventure. Like that would be, he, you know, he'd love that. Um, he'd love to go see that show. He'd love the Sons of Liberty. That would be all great things. Yep. I think um, the other thing too, and the one that, that I think that, well, he also would love Art of Animation, that, that part, because again, it showcases, it showcases yes. the, the movies, right? I, I, and that's a great thing. But I also feel he, what he wouldn't like, and this is definitely one that I think other people probably agree with me, is he wouldn't like the Wonder Wheel over in California Adventure. Now, oh, California yeah. Adventure, you yeah. know, California Adventure went through a period that was not great, but it, they've cleaned. I think California Adventures now is is in another world. It's it's really good. But 
the Wonder Wheel just doesn't fit the Disney ride experience because it's, it's yeah. a Coney Island looking ride. And it, yeah. I understand what it is, but yeah. the coaster there is amazing. The Incredicoaster sure. yeah. or, or we used to be California screaming. That's, that's one of the best coasters. The, and again, that's gotta be one of the top coasters in the parks, but the wonder wheel, it just doesn't fit everything. It doesn't yeah. fit where it is. Right. And that's one that I would think he would say like, guys, you could have imagined, reimagined that a little bit better. I know you needed something to showcase, you know, the big Mickey, Yep. circle on it but you could have done a better job on that and i think he would have he would have had him go back to the drawing board and figure out something cool to do with a ferris wheel as opposed to just copying off of coney island yeah i, I agree it's very carnival like right which yes. is you know it, it has its own you know purpose and stuff um but anyways uh my last one and i we we have to mention this uh it's my favorite park in yours which is epcot now you know, I have to bring Walt up to the front entrance and say, Walt, now I know what your vision was for Epcot. It was a community where people would live together, work together, play together, eat together. I, I know that's what the vision was, but let me just show you. And ideally, it would be once Epcot's complete, right? That's when I would like to show him. But say I had to show him today. I would just, you know, walk him in the front seat. Look, I know you see these construction walls here, but can you just imagine, Walt, you know, you know, Central Park, right? Of course, Walt knows Central Park. That's what this is going to be in the middle. It's going to be a huge park with like benches and, a, and like a common ground area where people can be together and just kind of sh talk to him about what everything is going to be. Show him connections like the big mural. Show him uh, just everything and like what it's going to be, even when things are done and the big, you know, just kind of like, I don't know. It just when things are done, it just seems like it's going to be something that he would, you know, enjoy. Oh, hundred percent. And and I think he would value it and understand it. And um, I, I don't know. I just it would be interesting to hear what he had to say about about it and, well, even, and see even like the world I, showcase. Right. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that was my he, second thing. But walking him back there and showing him this and say, I know this is not what you envisioned. But what do you think about this? Because it's got to still be like inspiring because it is a sense of togetherness, you know? Oh, he would. I think that first he would first say, hey, this is not really what I wanted. But you know what? I think they did a really good job because this is something I never even thought about. And it, I think, you know, it's so unique. There's no park like that in the world. And we I know we've said we've said that. There's nothing like Epcot anywhere in any other Disney park either. It's so different. And a lot of it is based on what he wanted. It's just that it wasn't, it wasn't practical to have people moving in there. You know, we could, we could go show him celebration or the other places. It, it, it wasn't practical to have people living there. Um, maybe, right. maybe, you know, a hundred years from now, it might be something, you know, you, you'd be proud. Who knows what's going to change through those, you know, in those years. But I think for him, he, I think he'd like it. I really think he'd enjoy it. I think he'd have a heck of a good time walking around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it would be really cool just to see that whole vision. So this is a good episode. I like thinking about what would the creator think. I mean, it's good to think about that with all, I guess, companies or especially visionaries, projects, um, any businesses, things like this. I mean, experiences. You know, what would the creator think about today's iteration of this and have has Disney as a whole carried on this legacy that he built? And, you know, I think, I think, I don't think we're at a pivotal moment right now, 
but I think we're climbing up that peak of where we're going to get to a pivotal moment, I think, eventually. Maybe I'm hoping that I'm wrong to where it's going to make a decision that's going to make or break whether it will follow his legacy still. I think it has still to this point, but it may get to the point where that's questionable. I hope it doesn't, um, but yeah, I hope they never lose the sight of Walt's original vision. And But I'm just scared that uh, that it will. Well, and you know? we did say they have raised the bar recently, right? That's You can't say they didn't do that. Some of the... You know, we again, we haven't been on the Guardians, but I, I'm feeling that's going to be one of them. Rise, that's definitely one of them. Everest, these are, they raise the bar here about, you know, the attractions and the attraction experience. But I, I also say there's some things that, eh, maybe he would be like, okay, guys, you got to give a little bit more effort here. Like that, those yeah. are the kind of things that he would be upset with. But I think overall, it would be a passing grade. I, I definitely think it would be a passing grade. I don't think that's the yeah, problem. I agree. Um, but, but yeah, the, great episode. Good idea. I really, I, I like, I like talking about this. You know me. I like talking about theory and philosophy and the psychology things about the why behind stuff. Um, so I, I really, I enjoy this kind of stuff. And one, one last thing I do, I, I do think that he would, he would not, he would have been very upset that the train was down for so long. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the one thing. That's the train should not be down for so long. Yeah. But besides I that, I think, I think he'd give it a passing grade. I really do. I think I he'd agree. be, yeah. I think he'd be impressed Overall, with a lot yeah. of things, you Absolutely. know, so maybe a B plus he'd give it. Um, yeah. Because of the, because of the fact that, you know, there's, they've taken technology to a different level, you know, maybe he would have found more money for these people. Maybe yeah. like that was where he was good about finding the, finding money when you needed to and spend it instead of doing other, where sometimes, you know, worrying about the stockholders um, prohibits us or, or the Imagineers from spending right. money. Right. Whereas he would have found money. He would have found ways to get money. Yeah, for that's things. right. That's right. Well, anyways, great episode. I, I, you know, thank you, Brian, for coming up with this, with this topic. Uh, it was, it was really fun to talk about. So continue the discussion. If you'd like on our Facebook page, a spoonful of podcast, Spoonie nation, Instagram, Twitter, you can email us info at a spoonful of podcast dot com ask us you know uh, kind of like hey what shows do you want to do and, and ask us some some thoughts like so what do you think about this show and we'll probably most likely do it you know we we enjoy hearing from you we enjoy hearing your ideas and what you have to say about show ideas or, or show topics and things like that we definitely put what people tell us into rotations and ideas and we welcome ideas um, so anyways always feel free to drop in the inbox on any of the socials or email. But as always, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonful of podcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast the return to civilization.